Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the doctor as he travels the vortex and landed episode number 129. And grab your celery stick. We're celebrating the fifth doctor. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. That was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> didn't even sound like celery. It didn't sound like celery. Yeah. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? <laughs> I would allow rutabaga, but. <laughs> rutabaga. Rutabaga. Just because I like saying it. What is rutabaga? It's a vegetable. I know, but I mean, what is it? What exactly is it? I don't think I've ever had rutabaga. It's a red vegetable, isn't it? It's a root. It's a, is a root? Kind of like rhubarb. Oh, no, you're not I'm thinking rhubarb. I don't know what a rhubarb is. No, you can, you, can, you, you, can eat the, you can eat the rhubarb, you just don't rub them. Don't, don't rub, rub them? Rhubarb? Don't rub a rhubarb. Why is that? I don't know. The Joker said that. Oh. <laughs> I know the leaves I have no real knowledge. It all comes from pop right? culture. <laughs> There's a part of rhubarb that's poisonous, though, right? You're not supposed to eat? I'm assuming it's not the part they put in pie. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Going down this path early. <laughs> Gutters. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Glenn. Thank you very much. Yes. How was your Father's Day? Day? It was very nice. Um, kids took me out to lunch at Old Chicago, and Ooh, that's we always good eating. Just kind of spent a lazy afternoon doing next to nothing today. So nice. No yard work. No yard work. Was that, no was no that Saturday and stuff? No gutters today. No. No. Light I, the only yard work I did this week at all was mow, and that was on Friday. So nothing else. Lazy weekend. Saturday we went to my father-in-law's house and had ice cream and stuff, and then we went out for pizza in the evening. So, hmm. yeah. Do you need an Excedrin? You look. No, I'm on. I have. I've got naproxen in my body right now. Doesn't seem to be doing any good, but. Would the, That's the other thing. Is would the hurt my lower rolling back chair week. help? It might. I don't know. If you want to switch to the computer chair again, I might. It goes up. It tilts back. It's comfortable. See, I can't. T- I gotta be upright. Oh, it, it can lock. I gotta in. be upright or leaning forward. It can lock in. So. Yeah. Oh, I had a doctor's appointment this week. I we could all stand. Other than my sympathy. lower back, but <laughs> well, that's good. Got some arthritis coming on. Oh, and you went to see a movie? I did. I went and saw uh, Man of Steel on uh, Thursday night. Did you go Thursday night, too? I did go Thursday night, too. I missed him. I sat next to uh, Blake. Oh, did you? Yeah. (laughs) They just randomly saved me seats because, you know, a whole bunch of us from work went. And I I didn't get out till late because we had the NBA game, uh, game four, the NBA finals. And so I didn't get out until about 1130. And so I rushed over there real quick while a bunch of them were holding seats for me. And the weird thing is (laughs) they were holding seats and the seat right next to one of my seat. (laughs) Was like, <laughs> he's sitting down and he was like, "Hey, what are you doing here? How random!" Was it was so? Was there more than one showing, or did you did you go? You went in two D, right? I went in two D. Did you I go also went in two D? And there, yes, there was more than one. So they showing added other There was showings. a two D and a three D. Well, yeah, but, but, but no, well, the two the two D was in two different theaters they had because two, other they had groups two, of two D. A bunch of us went then. from work, and a bunch of us were not in the same theater as us because they had to go to a different showing of it. So. But you were in the same theater. I was Glenn. in the same theater with Glenn, that although is, I didn't know it until I ran had, into Blake afterward. That's oh, interesting okay. that you say that. They must have done that really late because at eleven fifteen, I called and they said that they were had two showing. They had three showings, but one was the seven o'clock, one was a three D showing at midnight, and one was a two D showing. At midnight. Yeah, up. apparently they added one really late oh. then, or for overflow or something. I don't know, but well, that's weird because they didn't sell ours out. Ours had a lot of empty seats. Yeah. 
Interesting. Maybe they thought they were going to, or I don't know. That's weird. I wish I'd have known that our theater wasn't sold out and there were a lot of empty seats because we were down front. Oh, were you? In the second row. Ooh. Well, the, so I watched the, a lot of like empty this. seats were the one here, one here, one here. I'd have made Mel sit by herself. <laughs> um, As opposed to this. In fact, yeah. when I walked up at about 11.38, there were people still buying tickets. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I don't know what happened, but I know that Derek and Drew went from work, and they were in the other theater. And they didn't get they didn't see it in 3D, because Derek does not absolutely, or not Derek, Brett. I keep calling him Derek. Brett does not do 3Ds, period. No, me So he did Avatar, and he said, I'm done. <laughs> I will go see the next Avatar movie in 3D. I don't want to see it in 3D. <laughs> My brother-in-law saw it in 3D on IMAX and said it was awesome. But he he often buys into that 3D stuff. It's a, it's, it's a great movie. It's it's a lot of fun. It's we are, of course, talking about very Man, of Man of Steel, if you hadn't and, figured yeah, this out. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, especially since Keith hasn't seen it. I have not. I so that one part thoroughly. where that thing happened to that <laughs> guy? Oh, my it's, God. Did you guys see the Easter egg, though? I know about the Easter egg. Oh, it's the Easter egg? There were, well, on the satellite? Technically, yeah. there are several. Oh yeah, but uh, the major Easter egg on the satellite. See, I don't even think that's I didn't the major see one. one on but... the satellite, I saw one on the uh, uh, tanker. On the tanker truck. Yeah, tanker yeah. truck. Right. Was that the... a Lex yeah. logo? Yeah. Okay, I'm talking about a different logo. Yeah, there's oh, a Lex. Okay. There's a LexCorp logo on the tanker truck that he gets smashed into, and then right after that scene, when they go up into orbit, the satellite they kind of bounce off of has a Wayne Enterprises yeah. logo on it. Oh, it did. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's a nice nod. And, and it's the same the Enterprise logo from Dark Knight. I'm sure. Dark Knight. Oh, they Which wouldn't have had time to redesign. Well, or... Zack Snyder says it's an it's a nod to Christopher Nolan, not necessarily a nod to Batman. But oh, I, uh, as soon as you said that, that's what I thought. It's because Nolan does yeah. this. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's a good film. It's a it's a great Zack Snyder superhero action film, but it doesn't feel like Superman. Way to tap dance all the way around. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's an enjoyable film. It feels very Zack Snyder. It feels very un-Superman. So that's my only complaint about it, is that it's a Superman movie that doesn't feel like a Superman so as, uh, So as a person who's watched the older Superman movies and, and, I, and, I don't, and never I'm not, been a big don't, fan don't of Superman... Wrong, I'm not, just, compla- I'm not I'm just, just comparing this to the movies either. Yeah, but, but, but someone who's never been a very big fan of Superman because he's too shiny and happy will probably like it better. It's it's dark. It's an edgier Superman, for certain. That was my complaint. I mean, like I said, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I, it was very enjoyable. I love Zack Snyder's stuff, though. So maybe that yeah. you know, I know that you're He's not as big a good. fan. I, I, Three Hundred was fantastic. Uh, I think Three Hundred's his weakest. I, it's Sucker Punch. I haven't was seen Sucker Punch. Yet. It was just terrible. I see. I like Sucker Punch too. Yeah, it's horrible. But are you basing that off the script or the direction? The difference is he, he that's the only one he Let's wrote. Let's just say his direction did not rescue the, <laughs> the I, I think well, Sucker see, Punch the problem. is he, that's the only one he wrote. There. I, I think oh, be, it, no. it, it's, it's, Sucker Punch is very much, I'm going to briefly tangent in this, we're going to move on, but Sucker Punch is very much a 13-year-old boy's adolescent dream. I get that. But there are a lot of tiny little sub-levels that once you really start to delve into that film, you know it's very Inception. That's the problem. The problem is, is Inception be, came out first. It needs to be a 42-year-old's dream for me to appreciate it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be about gutters and yeah. <laughs> gutters and urine work. <laughs> Installing windows. I, I, I really enjoyed Man of Steel. It's darker than I wanted and darker than I like my Superman to be. Um, the Krypton stuff was incredible. That was, see, that was one of the things I had problems oh, with. The Krypton stuff was fantastic. I thought uh, Russell Crowe was phenomenal. 
I really, I wasn't, I wasn't sure about him, but I liked him as Jor-El. He did a fine job as Jor-El. <laughs> He's no Marlon Brando. <laughs> no, how, do you, how do you follow Marlon Brando? I've never been a fan of Marlon Brando as Jor-El, though, so. Um, I thought Kevin Costner Kevin was, Costner was, was phenomenal. He was great. Diane Lane. I loved all the, uh, the, the Kansas I thought was very well represented, which <laughs> this is uh, coming from Kansas. Or a movie being entirely shot in Illinois. But. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> minus points for that. Uh, coming from Kansas, we are so often the butt of the joke and the, you know, we, we've kind of dabbled in the Oz mystique and whatnot, but Superman's from Kansas. And so there's always that great and you steal yourself for it. Okay, here it comes. And the, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of, um, what I want to say, there was a lot of building up of Kansas in this, uh-huh. yeah, which was cool. Yeah, very much. That's very, nice. very cool. And the crowd reacted appropriately, I think, to some of the finer moments. <laughs> I'm from Kansas. How much more American can you get? <laughs> that was <laughs> one of the lines that Superman nice. says. It was terrific. But um, yeah, K State, KU. And the Royals, the Royals all got shout-outs. Nice. They very wisely well, stayed seen, away from the Chiefs. I've so. seen the, the trailer where he's wearing the KU shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a Royals shirt on at one point, too. So. Nice. Yep. Very cool. But yeah, totally anyway, worth seeing. Go, go see, see it. it. Uh, yeah, we're going to go tomorrow. What else do you do, Sean? Anything? Um, not really. I, I caught up on algebra homework, and um, uh, we had Katrina this weekend, so we... You know, palled around with her, did a lot of stuff, but nothing, I mean, did a lot of nothing, I think, was, was really kind of <laughs> the key. Just kind of a nothing I, I, I rented Mortal Kombat, I don't know if I told this story or not, I don't think so, I rented Mortal Kombat from work and realized yeah, how we talked about it last week. out of video gaming I've been, because my thumb still hurts. Oh. <laughs> I've got Mortal Kombat thumb. Carpal tongue. No, just Mortal Kombat thumb. Uh, <laughs> button mashing. From the button mashing. Yeah, button mashing. But, um... Oh, we watched uh, Taken 2. Oh, how was that? Any good? It's worth watching. It's nowhere near as good as the first one. I mean, how could it be? I still haven't seen the first one. Oh, the first one's phenomenal. Yeah, The I first one's really, really good. The second one's kind of like... Eh. <laughs> Been there, done that? <laughs> uh, any, anytime you spend watching Liam Neeson beat people up is in time well spent. Huh. But at the same time, you just... Yeah, okay. And that, apparently they asked him in an interview. They said, so is there going to be a third one? And he goes, no. Like, really? You know, with, you know, this, you know, he says, if it happens a third time, it's bad parenting. <laughs> True story. So. More importantly, what did you do this weekend? Yeah. Yours was the big one. Well, wait. I heard you but, went somewhere. Before I get to my trip, I want to say I rewatched Superman the movie and Superman 2. <laughs> did he get three? I'm not going to watch three. <laughs> and I'm not going to watch four, and I'm not going to watch Returns. I. Yeah. I just wanted to freshen myself up on the origin and Zod going into Man of Steel. It Sup- won't matter. Super, <laughs> Superman. I don't know. There were, there were a lot of parallels. I, I, nah. just, just from rewatching and, and seeing the trailers, I'm expecting a decent amount of par- parallels. Nah. But from what you've told me now, I expect a little less. But I enjoyed two a lot more than one, the first one. Did you watch Theatrical 2 or Donner 2? Uh, theatrical too. Theatrical I didn't get too. around to Donner too. Okay. I don't understand why he has a thing for Lois. <laughs> that is a, one of the stupidest women on the planet. <laughs> Which part? The climbing Pick up one. the Eiffel Tower. That one. <laughs> the throwing herself in the river. <laughs> it's mostly two that I'm like, what the hell are you doing? What? What is going through your mind? <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I quite liked Amy Adams. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her yeah. portrayal. She did a great job. And, and then, and then I turned to, to the to Clark and Superman. And what are you doing? She fell in love with Superman. She didn't fall in love with Clark. She's not going <laughs> to love you without your powers. What? It's just uh, it, there's a reason I what don't a shallow woman. As as, as <laughs> she is, as fun as the movies are, there's a reason I don't go back and rewatch them a lot because they kind of. The parts of it make me angry, and parts of it I'm just having fun with it. <laughs> I really, really want you to watch the Donner Cut now. Okay, I'll now keep, I'll, I'll keep the box set. I won't return it, and I'll watch the Donner Cut. Of course, I really want you to watch 3 and 4. And I'm not going to watch up. 3 and 4. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be happy to know that everybody at work disagrees with me. Because uh, I, I made that. that I, came, I, 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 I came in, and James looked at me. He says, you really think that Superman 3 is, quote, far superior or, or Superman 4 is far superior to Superman 3 I said yes absolutely so now everybody's of the opinion that I think Superman 4 is an Oscar worthy contender <laughs> or a masterpiece and I keep trying to explain to him no that's uh, just how big a dog turd Superman I'll 3 give, is I'll give him this he has no love for Superman 4 either but he just thinks Superman 3 he's is. just using it as a comparison uh, yeah, Superman 4 is a horrible film but I would watch it all day every day before I boot up Superman 3 <laughs> Like, my version of hell, I think, is me in the clockwork orange headgear being subjected to Superman <laughs> 3 over and over and over again. Ugh. But the other stuff we did this week. What uh, else did you do this weekend? Friday, Sarah and I drove to Kansas City and hopped on a plane and flew to Virginia uh, after a layover in Chicago to visit my sister because she graduated from Stratford University. Congratulations to yes, your sister. With an, an associate... Of applied science of culinary and baking. I think that's right. It's an associates <laughs> in baking. That's a long title yeah. for baking. cook. No, baker. Baker. Different. Different than cook. She calls the cooks meatheads. It's a big difference, apparently. <laughs> Which it is. Uh, be, be, being someone who dabbles in cooking, it is a big difference. But so we went up there. So you're a meathead? No, I do both. <laughs> I bake too. Uh, so it was a very, very. He does bake. He bakes very well. Oh, thank you. It was a very whirlwind. I don't think trip. he has an associates. I don't have that? an associate. Uh, an associates of applied science of culinary art and baking. He doesn't have one of those, but he bakes well. It, it, and my dad and my stepmom were up there, which was nice, since it was Father's Day weekend. So I got to spend Father's Day with my dad in Virginia and Maryland, along with my sister. Uh, very whirlwind. We came back today, Sunday. So we had one full day up there. Uh, the graduation was chaos. It was, it was in a hotel. And it's kind of like this, this university has multiple campuses. So they brought all the camp, all seven campuses together. And then everyone brought their families and there wasn't enough room for everybody. And everybody was standing and pushing forward, trying to get pictures, and everybody was talking. You couldn't hear the speeches. It was the most chaotic graduation I've been to. But then that was over, and... As long as the we, students we, heard the speeches, yeah. that's... Now, the graduation but, was in Chicago. No, the graduation was in... Chicago? Arlington. Virginia. Chicago? Where do you think he went? We, he we, said we, he had a layover We had a layover in Chicago. In Chicago. Layover? A layover. You know what a layover is? That's when well, you wait how, to change I don't know how trains. long the layover it, was. No, it, we, we, <laughs> okay, we, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the stagecoach so, pulled yeah. over the side of the, <laughs> the, the road and we had a layover. <laughs> and the, 
don't don't feel bad. Sarah, <laughs> I kept telling Sarah we're going to Maryland when in reality we were flying into Virginia. My sister lives in Maryland, but she lives so close to D.C. and um, Virginia, Virginia that the drive to from her place in Maryland to the airport in Virginia is only 45 minutes. So she's right on the border Okay, with Washington, D.C. So we flew to Chicago, then flew to Virginia, to Dulles, and then took, then took the highway to Arlington, which was, I guess... I, I, I can never tell if it's a community, like a, a, what's the other word for... It's a suburb. A suburb or an actual city. Arlington? Uh, yeah. It's its own city, but... No, but it's, a, like it's essentially incorporated. That's just incorporated. It. Everything out there... Everything out there is, there's like core cities, and then there's so many suburbs around those that everything kind of blends it's, over. Uh, yeah, it all blends. I can never tell where like I am. Overland so Park Arlington is, is not a suburb city. to anything, but... It's got there's so much suburban yeah. in between that it melts it just all it all yeah. becomes one sprawling Which, metropolitan area. One nice thing about Virginia and Maryland I really highways. You were go there. You said metro, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so we're on the Superman talk. Metro, no, not metropolitan, metropolis, not, not metropolis. Some metropolis. <laughs> the yeah, nice I thing about the highways that. is when you're on the highways, you don't really see much of the suburbs, and because it's all tree lined. So it's pretty cool. You are suddenly just trees, and then you're in the next town. And but then we, uh, so we went to the hotel, and which was all in Arlington. We were right next to the Pentagon, which we didn't know was there until my sister was looking at the GPS and said, "Hey, I think that's a Pentagon." And we kind of look out the window, see trees and a wall, and look back at the Pentagon or the GPS, and we're like, "Yeah, I guess that probably is." <laughs> And we could see the spires of the Air Force uh, Memorial, uh, which is nearby the Pentagon. Um, but then after graduation, we went to the Air Force Memorial went and saw that. And that was the only really touristy thing we did, uh, other than going to see one of the shops where my sister works and kind of wandered around that area and then went to a very nice dinner and celebrating her graduation and um, Father's Day and then went back and gave out presents and cut cake that my sister made, which was very delicious. And then... Today we she had to make her own cake. Like any of us could That's do so it as good. If, so if, if you if you had if you had an applied uh, an associates in applied science, science. arts and if, she, if you had an associates bakery. in baking, would you let somebody else bake a cake? If I had one of those, I would. I'd be no, no. I got this. I'd be all. Oh, over and that they baking. were great. They were really good. It's um, like somebody graduating from auto mechanic school, and you bring them a rundown car and say, "Here, this is yours. Fix it." Well, to be, cool. to be fair... It depends on the car. She's the only one that's in town. You bring me a Spider Corvair, I'd be all over that. This is, this is one of the cakes she made. That's a neat cake. She wasn't as pleased with it as... That's I, cool. I thought it looked, turned out great. Uh, it looks like a GameCube. It's kind of... Uh, there's kind of she, she, I take it back. It doesn't look anything like a GameCube. She, she was a, there's two different ones, purple and blue. The purple one looks like a GameCube, one at of least from that angle. One of it's, it's, much, it's much more round than I thought. And passion fruit. And the other is coffee, uh, not chocolate and passion fruit, sorry. And then chocolate and coffee were the two flavors. And like three-layered cakes and fancier stuff than any of us could make, probably. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I could do that. No, it's, it looks gorgeous. I, she did a great job with the cake. It's not two flavors or three, four flavors. It's not flavors that I like. The chocolate and coffee was really good together. <clears throat> but you're a fan of coffee. I'm, I'm a fan of coffee. Sure you and so is so. my dad and so is my stepmom. So. Uh, 
Yeah, and then we, we boarded a plane and returned via Chicago and stayed in the airport for several hours that time. How long were you in the layover? Uh, we landed wibbly wobbly. Flight took, <laughs> flight took off at 11. We landed at 11.45. Even yeah. though it's an hour and 20 a, minute yeah, flight. It's longer than an hour flight. <laughs> uh, and then our, our flight took off again at 2.25. So quite the layover. Mm, about four and a half hours. Didn't seem that long. We, we wandered around because uh, Midway is a decent-sized airport, so we were able to wander around. We went through all the concourses and stopped at all the shops looking for souvenirs and whatnot and then got some rather disappointing Mexican food. And hey, what would you bring me? Sorry, we, can, we didn't see anything. The, the problem with this trip was, like most others... You, bring <laughs> you go on vacation, you bring me things. That's how this works. <laughs> I bring you guys things when I go on vacation. Well, I brought you guys things from... I wasn't asking you, Disney was I? <laughs> I was asking, Mr. I went to Chicago and Arlington. The problem is, it wasn't as much a vacation as a graduation trip. We didn't even get a slice of cake, you believe that? Sounds like we wouldn't like to. <laughs> <laughs> the, the offer could have been made. We we, we didn't get any sent cake. We, we, I didn't get any, <laughs> no cake. <laughs> no cake was sent back. The pro- I, I was thinking He's about scrambling that. for excuses now. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking, well, maybe I should bring some souvenirs back for the guys and my mom who didn't get to go up and my cousin who didn't get to go up. The problem is, you walked around midway. That that was for it. Four hours. <laughs> But you could have brought but, us something and said, "Hey, this was from an airport we visited." No, you didn't even have to tell us that. <laughs> but I say it's I'm sure a layover. They had Washington magnets in Chicago. I didn't see any actually. <laughs> we were barely in the the Washington airports long I'm enough. Teasing, and it's, I don't ever expect it's, anybody it's, to bring me anything. It's, back. it's one of those no trips where I do. I want gifts constantly. If, if we were in, if, if when we go back and actually, so I can go go show Sarah DC, we'll bring stuff back because. Okay, we were at D.C. This is mementos of stuff we went and did. Yeah, I don't want things from D.C., though. Why not? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Pentagon shot glass from my dad when he went, and that's pretty cool. A Pentagon shot glass? They should not be drinking alcohol. <laughs> is it Pentagon-shaped? No. Oh, major fail. <laughs> wow. Big old. That would have been Seriously. sweet. It's square. I mean, they can make this one square. Why can't they make one Pentagon? Yeah, no, why? Pentagonal. 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 Metropolitan. <laughs> it's like that ice cream. I still don't know where you're going with it. You get it said, every, when all these cities bleed together, it becomes one big metropolis, and that ties in with the Superman. metropolis is an actual city. A metropolitan area is a metropolitan area. Somebody please write in and explain <laughs> that. <laughs> but this is how whirlwind of a trip it was. We landed at four or at 3.45, got to the car by 4.45, was back in Topeka, and went straight to Famous Dave's for Father's Day dinner. With Sarah's family. Then stopped by my mom's to drop off some things. Megan sit back with us. And then didn't get home until 9 o'clock. Needless to say, Keith's tired. I'm very tired. And my feet still hurt from yesterday. Because, of course, we dressed nicely for the graduation. Fail. And then we didn't get to change until (laughs) we got home at night. So I was walking around all day in wingtip shoes. Not the most comfortable shoes. I've decided I'm getting rid of all of my dress shoes. I'm going to wear sneakers with everything. That's my plan from this point on. Anybody looks at me weird, it's like, lump it. I don't have any dress shoes, so. Any at all? None. Wow. The last pair blew out, and I thought, you know what? Unless it's a funeral, I'm wearing chucks. (laughs) If it's a funeral, there's nobody there that's going to expect any different of me. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not the deceased. 
All right. Well, well that was, that's now it. I'm depressed. That was, Why do we have to bring Keith's, up funerals, Glenn? That was Keith's job. Graduation. Yay. Yay. Cake. Cake. <laughs> Not that I got <laughs> Oh, he's depressed again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he started the story with, well, we, we went to here with this layover in Chicago and this graduation. and I was That's like, because I was going back to Chicago for the four-hour layover later. Right. But I, I just, my... my because I was confused. Because you only have the one sister, right? Yeah, I only have the See, one sister. See, at one point in time in the story, I begin to think maybe I was confused and there were two nope, sisters, one, one sister. in Chicago and one in Maryland. But nope. okay. We just had the layover. And isn't Chicago traditionally the baking? That's where you, you go for culinary arts? You lived with this guy There's for some. more than a year and you thought he had two sisters? Julian pops out another sibling every other week. It's not unusual. <laughs> I don't think you can pop, pop out I'm your so well, he, 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 No, it's just all of a sudden we're talking about... And he she's says, the offspring. Well, he says, oh, it's my sister. And we're like... How many Which are one? you? Because he literally has like eight siblings. I think I've met three. Maybe four. And, I don't and, know. And, and to be fair, the, the, the entire time we lived together, you probably met Megan like once. Yeah, you probably met Megan like three times total in our entire friendship. Uh, well, yeah. I think so. I think, we, right. I think well, a couple of times when I've you came. I've met her once. <laughs> one time. One time, and you were one time, and I remember you only have one sister. <laughs> you didn't have a stroke, though. Well, that's true. <laughs> That we know of. <laughs> hey, Glenn, stagecoach. Watch <laughs> just Alzheimer's. <laughs> Early onset. All right. Well, let's. I'm glad you to... had a good trip. Yes, yeah, so it was a good trip. Exhausting and fun, and I'm glad I have tomorrow off. That's good. Go disc golf there. Yes. No, I can't go disc golf anymore. We're going You're to see Man of Golf. Yeah. Uh, Man of Golf. Man of Steel tomorrow. <laughs> That's going to be a boring movie. Man of Golf. Man. That's Man. a different Kevin Man Costner Damon's film. in that one, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> let's move on to feedback. No, how about some news first? Oh, let's do news. Yeah, boy, I'm really trying to rush this show along. I'm sorry, I'm in some pain over here. You, you want to switch? Chairs? No, but I may take you up on the whatever you offered me, painkillers you offered me earlier. I have... We could all do the show cool. standing in Final sympathy. All. Lord Tab. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I, might, I might have something from when I got my wisdom teeth yeah. removed. <laughs> might not want to drive afterwards, though. So. Hydro, what is it? Hydrocodone? Hydrocodone. Oh, see, I'm allergic to hydrocodone. Mm. I, can't remember I don't know if I'm I allergic or not, but I certainly had a bad reaction to it. It didn't agree with me. You just argued with it all day. I did. I just, <laughs> it made me cranky. <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> Made you very... Uh... I was disagreeable. This section of Traveling the Worst is brought to you by pharmaceuticals. <laughs> what, what are uh, these? They look like Skittles. What size are... I mean, what milligram? dosage are they? Uh, they're 500 milligrams. Those are fun so pills. Look at them. Yeah. I'll take two. Equate they're a little green and red, and they get a blue and, blue and red. Oh, they're fun. Are my they kids, blue? My kids would love these. They think they, they were candy. They're America pills. <laughs> no. Superman pills. Silver. Oh, so wait a minute. You can make a Superman drug reference, but I can't make a Metropolis <laughs> did reference. You, did you go to Metropolis to get these? See, now that's how you use Metropolis. Not when you're talking about major cities. But you started off together with Metropolis. In... No. Yes. You, no. Did, you did kind of draw out Metropolis. Trying to come up with the Metropolitan. See, you did it again. doesn't sound anything like Metropolis. It, it was okay, like it was a little bit. It was like a two <laughs> second. Exactly. It was a two second window. Touch, for touchdown, Sean. Miami. Thank you. <laughs> so I went metropolitan. Yes. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. You're recording this. Back it up. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the news this week, Keith? I don't know. I was on holiday. 
Glenn, what's in the news this week? Start. I'm getting water to take my medicine. Okay. Well, um, Daphne Ashbrook's doing something. Daphne Ashbrook is doing something. Friend of the show, Daphne Ashbrook. Friend of the show, and Ken and Vito. Yeah, uh, I saw Ken was taking part in something too. Something very Same cool. And so it's called, oh, wait, I'm, I'm confused. Is this a Saturday or Sunday? Because when I first saw it, it was Sunday. I believe. But then the event I invited to said Saturday. The 23rd is a Sunday, but the Facebook event was said Saturday. Hmm. Well, that I don't know. Maybe we're going to watch it twice. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> continue. What are they doing, Sean? Well, it's called Regenerate. Emphasis yeah. on the eight. Regenerate. Yeah. Eight. Regenerate. Regenerate. Eight. The, the great Doctor Who movie rewatch. Haven't we done this twice already? I it's think it's a little pompous of a title myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it, it's very similar to what we do, except for uh, you can go sign up at Daphne's, Daphne Ashbrook's uh, website. And if you do, then everybody's going to kind of sync their uh, DVD copies of the movie up, and uh, everybody will hit play at the same time. And uh, you'll be able to um, comment along with Daphne. I think you get you must get into some sort of rotation in a in a chat room. But yeah, there's but, a chat but, room. But, but Daphne's on there all the time, and she'll be talking about the movie as we watch and and things like that. And then and then you'll be able to ask questions or make comments uh, as well if you're watching along with. Her. So she's hijacking and modifying Friday Night Who. Yeah, it's kind of that's kind of what it is. It's kind of a Friday Night Who. And the venue is going to be Google Hangouts, right? Yes, uh, that's how you get uh, joined into the uh, festivities. And here's the cool thing. Well, I part of the part of it that I think is cool. I mean, any excuse to get people together and watch Doctor Who the movie, thumbs up in my book. If you take a picture yeah. of yourself watching Doctor Who the movie on this date and email it to her, she will send you a photograph that you can then slide into the DVD slipcover and have a commemorative something or another. I don't know what the photo is. I don't know if she's autographed it. I don't. I have no information huh. on it other than you, special you get a special gift, gift from, from Daphne. Daphne for Ooh. participating and, and basically you showing prove proof. Yeah. yeah. So guess what we're going to be doing on that day? I better go get a copy. Yeah. Well, why don't we just all get together and? Because then we only get one photo, Glenn. Oh, <laughs> we, eat, we each need one we just for take our three photos. I'm not going to share my collectible <laughs> oh. Daphne Ashbrook with you. Come on. So we're not watching together. We're no, I'll, I'll watch it with you guys. Oh, not now. <laughs> I suppose. I don't maybe know about we could, that Sunday yet. So maybe we could work out a rotation for the photo. We could stay, you know, so long at somebody's <laughs> house. I have custody this week. I have custody next week. So yes, if you so haven't cool. if you haven't uh, gotten a copy is of uh, uh, Doctor Who the movie yet, there say, is, is it? Is, 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 <laughs> it is, no, it is. Is the date very cool? Symbolic of anything, or did they just choose the twenty third because November twenty third? I have no idea. It might be. It might. Be I didn't know. If, I didn't know if it was symbolic for the movie at all. No, because the movie came out in uh, May, I believe, May. wasn't it? Yeah, originally. And it's set during the years because it was it was during sweeps. <laughs> oh, this this is the twenty third anniversary, isn't it? Is it? No, it's not that old. Nice, no. 96. Yeah, it's not quite. Yeah, you're right. It's 18? 17? That was 18. 18. That's math. I'm not up to that point. Because you just celebrated the 15th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 15th was last year, so it's 16th. Two years ago was 15th. It was two 
uh, right, it was two galleys. Two ago. galleys, it was fifteen. Ago, so okay, yeah. so sixteen, seventeen. I was thinking it was the twentieth. That's why I added three years there. So. Anyway, so that'll be a lot of fun. So be sure to go to, and we'll have a, a link in the show notes to Daphne's page and where you can go and, and sign up and, and get that information. So. Absolutely. What else is in the news? What else did I miss? Well, you missed. Well, I was on maybe. my whirlwind holiday. Yeah. Maybe. Sean posted this on the uh, Traveling Vortex site. That's what keyed me into it. I reposted it. That's why. You posted it on the Traveling Vortex site? No, not on the site. On the, on the uh, Facebook? Facebook page. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. You put it on the site. Didn't I did. Oh, you nope. didn't? No. Maybe we should put it on the site. I was going to say, the last thing I saw on the site was the side trip. Yeah. Um, I got it from Bleeding Cool News uh, that maybe... That's who broke it. Maybe. Uh, Can we they have fix a, it? a Doctor Who surprise in November. And uh, not the anniversary special, not the uh, Adventure of Time space. and Space, oh. but the idea that there may be more Doctor Who episodes coming. Like lost ones, hmm. like supposedly, like they've been found. Um, so, uh, according to this, uh, the quote: "What I've been hearing, some of it is attributed to an eccentric engineer who worked for broadcasters across Africa, who had a taste for science fiction and a habit of taking things for safekeeping." Is that the BBC have secured a large number of presumed wiped episodes of early Doctor Who? Lots. Lots and lots. Completed serials that we've only had incomplete before. Full serials that nothing existed of. Not everything, but heaps and heaps. Possibly even the full Hartnell. Now, we have no confirmation on this or anything Hmm. yet, but it's been been reported by more than one site. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, Doctor Who Online, which is one of the biggest Doctor Who fan websites in the world, is... This is, is basically substantiating this rumor. They they go into a, a brief description of how they're very hesitant to post rumors because several years ago when uh, there was rumor that the Web of Fear might have been found and they felt pretty solid that they had good evidence on that, they posted it and we still haven't seen that, that come to fruition. But they did say on their website that they've been approached by uh, several high-profile sources and they have a lot of connections over mm-hmm. Doctor Who Online. Uh, that confirm the th- confirm the rumors and some of what, uh, but that some of them do conflict with the actual f- uh, figure of the numbers that are rumored to have been found. So, hmm. looks uh, like TV shows on DVD even has an article about it. So. Yeah, it's yeah, it's making it's got some good traction. It's it got really some good traction. traction, and it's not the it's not the it's not the Guardian type, you know, <laughs> yeah, or, or uh, uh, the Sun, the Sun, or those kind of places that that's doing this. It's, it's it's fan sites now. Granted, fans have a lot more vested in this. Of that if there was know, a whole other fan site that was completely inaccurate about a lot of this too. Who's that? That rogue cyber besides traveling the vortex. Uh, we, don't <laughs> we don't want to talk about him. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not even a site. He's yeah, just a fringe a lunatic. <laughs> um, there's according to this. There's even a rumor that the DVD box set regenerations, which is due out later this month. Uh, which has the preview animation clip from Tenth Planet? Oh yeah, is completely a bluff, and that if you purchase that, you will actually get the full blown <laughs> because we have Tenth Planet now. Here's the full blown thing. Now, I would very much take that with a grain of salt because we're talking about the BBC, who couldn't keep sealed up that. <laughs> you know, what was the last thing that got? Oh, we're going to make this announcement early because it's been spoiled. 
Oh, that Matt was leaving. Matt was that leaving. Matt was leaving. Yeah, yeah we, could, we couldn't hide that. Well, so. before that, they sent uh, <laughs> DVDs, out. DVDs out to, before the last episode had even aired, to American customers. So keep, keep in mind who all this is in charge you know, is in charge of all this. And, well, that one might be a bit of a stretch. But One of the things that I, I, I would absolutely love if this, came, if this came to fruition and happened, but I hate seeing posts like this now because it gets me excited and worked up about it. I think, yeah, it gets my hope up. And then I want either the BBC to come out and confirm it or squash it. You know what I mean? I just, I I want it to be done because I don't want to sit here with this anticipation of, wow, is this really true? Is this really true? Is this really true? Oh, it was not really true. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So these, these kind of posts about these things bother me, which... I was crushed when I found out that the oh we beamed them into space and now we found a way to get them back <laughs> turned out not to, because I'm sorry to my brain that sounds totally plausible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we are talking a, about Doctor Who. There's a, there's a lot of things that get posted that I don't get excited about, even in some even a lot of the genre things that I like. I mean, the last thing I got excited about was the fact that Disney's going to make three more Star Wars films, so that was huge. <laughs> but there's not a lot of things I get excited about. But missing episodes of Doctor Who. That was one of those things that catches me. And yeah. goes, oh, this you know gets my hopes up, and I hope that this is true. But I also hope that if it's not true, I don't like you know, jump off my roof or something. <laughs> I hope not too. I hope not too. <laughs> you might break a leg. Yeah. In the, the, in, the roof's not that high. In, in, in the <laughs> event of you, you wouldn't hurt yourself too badly. <laughs> in the event of a worst case scenario with you jumping off your roof, I'm not wearing dress shoes to your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hope you wouldn't dress up at all. I just I want everybody to come casual to my funeral. I don't want to be dressed up. I want music and Can a party. Can I come as Batman? Yeah, absolutely. That's not very casual. That's a little formal. That's a little formal. I'll get my kid. I don't want you to wear your work clothes. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so exciting news there, and we hope that that turns out to be true. This is another... Awesome Venture Brothers joke that you would yeah, totally be just appreciative and loving and oh my god, the, it was so good. The, is it the one of them in the card that you told me about no. already? It's a different one. That's a different one. It was the one that was on this week. It dealt with coffee. And oh. you'd have been all over it and I can't share it with you because you don't watch the show. <laughs> because I don't watch the show. It's very disappointing. All right. Now can we move on to feedback? Yeah, let's all do right. feedback. Feedback. Do you really want to do feedback? Yes. You sure? Yep. Yes. Okay. I want to read your email, yeah. Read out some feedback. Read out some feedback. That's all I got. I was going for that whole magic thing the because of the smoke and mirrors. mirrors. Yeah, no, I know what and, you and, and so, I, yeah, I got to do Abracadabra. And so I pulled it up. And I love Abracadabra by Steve Miller Band. I don't like the... The Sugar Ray version so much, but I love the Steve Miller Band oh, version. Is there a Sugar Ray version? I, no, Sugar Ray version. Sugar Ray version. I will stay away from that. <laughs> it's not that it's bad. I mean, it sounds just like the original, which is kind of one of my problems. If you're going to remake a song, try and put a new spin on it as opposed to just remaking the song. Um, but yeah, the first Abracadabra's a a hard word to rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's Reach a much out and grab you. He, he's a much better songwriter than I am because he found a way to do it. Um, but I, 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 I couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> It seemed really kind of flimsy after I thought about it. But then by that point, I was sold on it, so I couldn't change it. Well, after last week's epic one... we got to give him a pass, is that what you're saying? I, All right, you get a pass. I showed up with You get a pass. I showed up. You get a pass. <laughs> I'm just I didn't just say I didn't I, do it. I'm just <laughs> saying we can't expect the, 
caliber of last week's every week. You really liked. Um, I think he needs to set the bar up every time. <laughs> you, you really liked Johnny. Uh, I thought Johnny that was Cash, a great. Huh? That was a great feedback song. First up in feedback though is Scott from Philly. Hi, Scott from Philly. He writes, "Hello, Kansas crew. Incredible season. No matter how you divide it." I think the trolls and haters were more mad than usual, feeling the 50th anniversary pressure, needing to jab their pointy, jabby sticks. The Cold War, jab. Silver Nemesis, jab. I think he means Nightmare and Silver. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to make sure you guys were clear on that. Rings of Akka, Akka, Akka. Jab, jab, jab. Stab. (laughs) They really didn't like that one. (laughs) But it seems the name of the Doctor helped break that fever for the most part. Hopefully by next spring, once they rewatch the season during the long wait, they'll be more sane and less jabby. Matt Smith leaving. Good point, Scott. Very good point. Matt Smith leaving. Whoa! I have over 40 years of fandom, and I know and accept the changes. But I wanted four Did full... Did you say that is wah, like he fell off a cliff? I think that's I think that's wah. Oh, is that wah? I think it's crying. Oh. Wah would be W H A A A A. I thought he was wailing in agony. Oh, it just said, made it sound like he fell off a cliff. He must have died while carving it. But I wonder if he was dying, he wouldn't bother to type. Nobody's going to go there, just me. All right. I wanted, but I wanted full four seasons of Matt to enjoy. When you examine his Doctor's story arc, it's amazing. He hit the ground running and he brought and brought deeper and deeper emotion to the part. You see his Doctor age, mature, but keep a light touch all along. He'll probably be known as the American Doctor for all the popularity he brought. More on Matt another time, but now for the always popular, who do you want to see as the Doctor? Don't listen, Chrissy. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Fry. I can see him as uh, more a classic... I can see him more as a classic than modern Doctor. He might come off as too intellectual. Yeah, the American audience wouldn't like that at all. He wouldn't surprise you. (laughs) Too cerebral. That was my my input, not uh, Scott's. He wouldn't surprise you with his intelligence. You'd expect it. Richard E. Richard E. Grant, kind of genius. But it even allows for how he was underused as the great intelligence and works as an influence that leads to the Valiard. My pick is pure pan- fantasy. Will never happen, but just think about it. Introducing the Doctor, David Bowie. Ooh. Ooh. It writes itself. I haven't seen that one bantered out there yet. He dresses in some stories... As the Thin White Duke, or like in the Modern Love video. In others, like Ziggy Stardust, or whatever he was wearing in the Blue Jean video. Pointy curly shoes and all. One companion, Iman. No. Oh, Elman? No, 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 you, you said it right. Oh, no. I just, I don't want to see that as a companion. <laughs> it's, it's Iman. Iman. It is Iman, but it is Iman. I don't okay. want to see her as a... Iman was the shape-shifting changeling, uh, the camaloid in Star Trek VI. Oh, She's okay. like nine feet tall, black, very striking features. Oh, okay. The other, while the TARDIS... She's not nine feet tall. She's gargantuan. <laughs> she's not nine feet tall. She's like Grace tall. Jones she's, on she's steroids. She's almost as tall as Bowie, who was probably nearing 6'5". I don't know. She's huge. She's not nine <laughs> feet tall. 
The other, while the TARDIS is traveling the vortex, a person crashes onto it. He's an astronaut who's been drifting in space, wondering if he'll ever return home. It's Major Tom! <laughs> Perfection! <laughs> <laughs> the only thing missing from this is Jareth. Yeah, now if you can work Jareth into this. <laughs> the goblin key. And, uh... Because that's where Mel went. As soon as I, I said, hey, you should be David Bowie. That actually works. And she goes, will he dress like Jairus? <laughs> <laughs> I have this idea for another time I'll save, but I have the idea, but need work putting it in words. Until then, I hope everyone is enjoying the summer. Take care. David Bowie as the doctor. I like it. I like it. I could, I could do that. That would be fine. If nothing else... If Stephen Fry's not available, then David Boyd. If nothing else, I want a Red Nose Day or Children in Need special with David Bowie as the Doctor <laughs> in the time in the space between we actually get 11 and 12. There's going to be time, so let's do it. We should just do a fanfic. Yeah, but I bet, I bet the BBC could actually get David Bowie to come in to do it. <laughs> you, say, you doubt me? You don't think I could get David Bowie? For a fan fic? Yeah. Or a fan pick? Both. I, you it would be David a fan Bowie fic that we'll I would film, it. therefore it's both. You get David Bowie and we'll get it down. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> the leader of the Guild of Calamitous Intent. I'm sure he doesn't have anything else going on right now. I wonder if evil David Bowie's busy. See, there's another Venture Brothers joke and you completely missed it. Cause you I want the Doctor the Horrible. Evil David Bowie? Evil David Bowie. Yeah, it's part of the evil evil. Yes, I know he's the evil evil. Like I haven't seen Doctor Horrible. It's a subtle reference that most people wouldn't get. Got it. And I thought, wow, they stole that from Venture Brothers. (laughs) Who's next? Alex is next. Alex writes, too tired to think of a clever subject line. Wow, that was kind of clever. No? Almost too clever. (laughs) I have questions. Remind me after the thing. Hey guys, Alex here. Just finished listening to the Star Trek 102 side trip, and I thought I would send in a little feedback. Both the side trip and last week's episode were very enjoyable, though I'm afraid to say I haven't made much progress with watching more of Star Trek yet, as I've embarked on a quest to watch all of Classic Who before the oh 50th anniversary special airs. <laughs> that is an endeavor right there. I'm currently does, in the middle of watching the savages. Enough, does he physically have enough hours between I, now I, I, and I, I don't he think started so. in January. <laughs> I... Uh, Looking at the calendar, no. So much for your schoolwork, Alex. (laughs) I mean, there's math involved in that computation, too, but I'm pretty sure he does not have enough physical hours between now and... Good luck with that, Alex. That is a a monumental task. It was almost a metropolis task. He's cracking a smile. (laughs) He was thinking about it, It, but not so much. No, it's... I would. I'd laugh at what was funny, but... Uh, But... A Herculean Superman-like Herculean effort. Super. Yeah, I like that. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, I'll take that one. But he's not—he didn't say anything about new. So would it be a little bit more easier to watch all classic and not any new? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Watching all of classic, who cutting out missing episodes? Maybe it's all available. Maybe. <laughs> if he's watching everything that's on Netflix, he should be done. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I got side-tripped. Keep us appraised on that, Alex. Let us know how that goes. Um, I'm currently in the middle of watching The Savages, which admittedly means I still have quite a way to go. The Savages is like, what, episode two of um, Unearthly Child? We got... Yeah. (laughs) No. It's not? Or is that an actual episode? 
Is that an actual story? I don't story? think it is. The Savage. Oh, no, you're right. I think it's... It is. Because that's like back when... Second, no, episode it's of, the Cave of Skulls. It's the second Cave episode. Of Skulls, oh, was it yeah. the third episode? Which no, it's second? not in that at all. Oh, he's past that. I thought The Savages was actually a story. It was a Doctor Who story. It is. Is it? According to this. Is it missing? Yep, all four missing. Well, how are you watching it? Reconstructions. Oh, okay, that makes sense. What season is it in? Season One. three. Oh, is oh. it? Well, is it really that far along? Yeah. Oh, all right. Maybe. Next up is the War Machines. He's almost done with. Uh, he's almost done with Hartnell. Hartnell. Well, it's funny that we're chiding him, and he's, he goes on to address <laughs> what our concern was. Which admittedly means I still have quite a way to go. It's <laughs> unlikely that I'll accomplish my goal in time for November, <laughs> but I'm having fun trying. All right, so the odds makers here at Traveling the Vortex are now taking bets. If you'd like to send us money on whether or not Alex will complete the quest in time, we'll keep you appraised. And uh, uh, I don't know, what do you think, a $50 minimum bet uh, to, to set things off? <laughs> yes, I'm going to make money off this kid. Don't Watch. really send us money. <laughs> don't really send us money. I'm not paying out on anything. <laughs> I'm going to warn you in advance. You send all the money you want. Our lawyers <laughs> will not allow us to accept money. We have lawyers? On a game of chance. No, but if they start sending money, we may need <laughs> to get some. What, what if I well, give them? That money can go towards it. <laughs> what if in exchange I email them a raffle ticket? Then it's legal, right? <laughs> we'll give away something of keys. Hey! <laughs> Come on, you've got a uh, by the way, dozen Rory minifigs over there. That's true. <laughs> Keith's sister will bake you a Tardis cake. Ooh. She probably would. Services rendered. I like it. <laughs> We'd have to get in turn give her the money. And, but. <laughs> and just to sweeten the pot a little bit, I'll include your name in my next short f- story. The next Doctor Who short story I write. You will be a character fighting Cyberman Bob. The return of Cyberman Bob. Uh, where did we leave off? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, consequently, I haven't had much time for anything else, so Star Trek may have to go on the back burner for a while, although I did see The Trouble with Tribbles, and it was hilarious, especially the scene where Kirk opens the storage hatch and is literally buried by Tribbles. It's still at the top of my to-watch list, and I'm sure I'll get around to mainlining the original series eventually. Anyway, there was something from last week's feedback section that I wanted to reply to. Brenda. I'm over the moon that you're getting the opportunity to go to the Harry Potter studio tours. I visited the studios a couple of months ago, and I have to say it was one of the coolest days I've ever had. Aside from all the really interesting design stuff, like the scale models of all the creatures and the multitude of props and costumes they keep on display, there are just so many squee-worthy moments to be had across the whole tour. From the moment you step inside through the doors of the Great Hall, because, yes, that happens, and it's awesome. You're just immersed in the magic and the wonder of the series. Word of warning, though, if you come across the stall where they sell butterbeer, buy with caution. It's one of those deceptively sweet things that starts out tasting delicious, very quickly makes you feel unexpectedly ill if you do anything idiotic, like try to down three glasses in quick succession. (laughs) Not that I would ever do anything so ridiculous. So so it's a drinking drink. It's not a chugging drink, in other words. (laughs) It's a sipper. And I'm, I'm sure it's nothing like what they have at Universal Studios in Florida, but I'm sure we had it. We had it there, and, and it's is Butterbeer actually alcoholic? No, 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 not at all. No, okay. it's well, uh, not at it, Universal Studios. Yeah, it might be in London. It's the same. No, it's Butterbeer's like they can in, drink younger in London. Butterbeer is <laughs> in like London. It's bottled by Guinness. Or ginger ale. It's just a play on oh, is it? beer. It's not. I never. I never quite. It's not actual beer. I never quite got it in Harry <laughs> Potter if it was or not. Uh, 
Doesn't Willy Wonka mention butterbeer at one point? When he's giving that long list of carbonated drinks, double bubble cola and blah blah. Doesn't butterbeer one of them? Or am I making that up? I don't remember that. Okay. So that's the image in my head of Gene Wilder saying that, but maybe not. Um, Not that I would ever do anything so ridiculous. Dot, dot, dot. That, to me, says that there was a story there. (laughs) But anyway, have a fantastic time because it is a spectacular place. One other thing that I wanted to talk about was my silence theory that I mentioned last week. This is just a little something that I was thinking about in the aftermath of The Name of the Doctor. I've seen a couple of other people from various corners of the web come to the same conclusion, and I was wondering what you guys thought. Has Name revealed to us that the Silence are, in fact, good guys? Their entire organization is built around the idea of Silence falling when the question is asked. The question, Doctor Who, of course, opens the Doctor's tomb when answered. So why have the Silence developed an entire religious order just to make sure the Doctor's tomb is never opened? Quite simply, it's to stop the schemes of the great intelligence. Whilst they may be presented as villains in the series, to be fair, they are trying to kill the Doctor... The silence exists solely to prevent the rampant destruction and chaos that would result from the great intelligence messing the great intelligence messing about with the doctor's timeline. Their attempts on the doctor's life are actually meant to be mercy killings. Better for him to die than for his entire timeline be burned apart from the inside out. Although they weren't exactly the silence, although they weren't exactly pleasant or benign in the way they went about their mission. I think that ultimately the silence were just trying to do what was best for the universe. Kill the Doctor before an even worse fate could befall him. One which would wipe out all of his past triumphs and heroics. If this is the case, I think it sheds new light on their actions throughout the series. It also works as a very interesting social commentary on religion, and how the passing of time and generations can alter the perceptions and attitudes of a religion, so that it eventually becomes unrecognizable from its original form. Wow, that went kind of heavy there. <laughs> I, I think I, we didn't talk about this, but I, I certainly think I kind of drew that conclusion anyway when I watched it. Uh, that the, the silence are kind of the the anti villain. Villain that, that they're yeah. they're the protagonists through the entire eleventh uh, Doctor run, essentially. But ultimately, what they thought they were doing was better than the alternative, and so in a way, yes, they they turn out to be. I mean, everybody's a hero in their own mind, so, you know... Some just, of us are legendary. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think ultimately... I, I think I kind of came down on the same side. I didn't... I didn't uh, present that uh, side of it, but... I, I I'm totally going to keep all of my theories silent from now on, <laughs> so that whenever it comes up... I certainly completely you know, agree with Alex. Years down the road, I can say, you know, I really thought that at the time. <laughs> I just didn't say it. <laughs> all right, go on. I, I I think there's a lot of weight to this. I hope they kind of uh, do something to address it on on camera. <laughs> they won't. But I, I have I, you I, not learned anything by I, now. I would just like to explain. <laughs> the TARDIS exploded, and they never explained it. And Alex tries to explain it to you guys, and you don't buy it. And actually, you did. He I did. bought it, but I don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gives you this real weighty uh, answer. I've which, seen this, and, and then you, elsewhere too. And I, and I like the idea. I like and the idea, but I don't know if it's. It, I, I'd have to see it on on. No, I, it's. <laughs> Alex, it's a great as far as I'm concerned, you're more in touch with this series than anybody around this table. Bravo, my friend. And you keep bringing these theories to us because I love them. 
It's a great way to retcon it in your mind. And if, if I don't get an answer, this is the reason I'm, this is the explanation it's I'm going to go with. It's not a retcon. It's so obvious. Well, I don't think it's obvious because I, th- I think if, if this was, ac- not, not that I don't believe him because I think it's a, a fantastic theory. If this was actually going on. If this was the plan and, the entire time. Well, I, and not just that, but this is something else that I, everybody's talking about. When are the silence coming back? I don't think they they're are. Not. I think they're, they're done. They're because not. wouldn't they have been at Trenzalore for this moment? No. No. Why not? They're just, they've been trying to stop it early on in the time stream, and it just didn't work. So they didn't need. I mean, yeah. you expected them to show up one last time Ooh. to try to thwart Ooh. the Ooh. opening of the tomb. What if the silence ends up killing the doctor, and that's why he's tuned what on? The, what, what if the silence were instrumental in hooking him up with Clara? Because they realized that they couldn't stop the tomb from being opened but if they get Clara involved and she fixes whatever the great intelligence does then they're still heroes <laughs> great theory Alex. I'll believe that when I see it on television <laughs> <laughs> seems to be the go back go to answer here okay I'm done it's for now I hope all that made sense grammatically and logically because it's past midnight on the set of the pond and I'm completely shattered, apologize for... Well, he had too many butterbeers. Apologize for any mistakes, badly worded sentences, typos, or streams of utter gibberish that might have resulted from my overwhelming sleepiness. I'm off to bed, so say goodbye and happy travelings, Alex. Happy travelings. Happy travelings, Happy travelings to you. Until All right, you who's up next? again. This is a better feedback song than the one I came up with. <laughs> up next is Chrissy. Chrissy writes, Dear, uh, see, for some people, small, beautiful events is what life is all about. Dear Vortex Boys, a quick word on Rachel Mead writing Rochelle. a story. Oh, Rochelle, excuse me. Rochelle Mead Rochelle. writing yeah. a story for the Sixth Doctor. I was actually very excited about this news because Rochelle Mead is someone I actually recognize. Plus, it's cool to get a female author writing one of these stories. Her Vampire Academy and Bloodline series are very popular with kids at the library. I haven't read them myself. I'm not a fan of, a vamp- of vampire stories. But the kids seem to like them, so it's nice to get an author that I know uh, that I know get to have a Doctor Who connection. Anyway, it's the fifth Doctor Month in tra- at Traveling the Vortex, and I have plenty to say. And I'll have plenty of say to, ne- uh, to next week for your retrospective as well. We aren't doing that this week? No. Oh, okay. Next week. I would- not a look at oh, the right. era. This, this, this oh, week's, good. This good, week's good. all Fifth Doctor stuff, but not That's the right. actual That's what I was thinking. All right. So here are my thoughts on the stories you're previewing this episode. Prisoners of Time, number five. I really like the story in this comic, even if the art was a little lacking, but there are some things I am more than willing to forgive as long as the story's good. I like that this installment starts out with the villain, who we still don't really know who, no, at least I don't, referring to the conquests he's had in the past four episodes issues. It's good to get some of the continuity for the rest of the series. Uh, Then things turn over to the adventure with the Doctor, Tegan, Nisa, and Adric. And for the story... Oh, and this story is perfect for the Fifth Doctor. One thing that I love about Five is how he tries so hard to get people to get along and be reasonable and peaceful, but it almost never works out the way that he intends. So what better conflict to drop Dear Fivey into than the endless ongoing war between the Sontarans and the Rutans. 
He tries to convince the Centaurans to send for help, but they won't do it because it's dishonorable to question orders or look weak. And it's a really nice character contrast for the Fifth Doctor because he's so caring and reasonable that he gets brought out more against the backdrop. The story of the frog and the scorpion and its line about it's your, na- it's your nature, Doctor, just adds to the point- poignancy of the character study. Even though the study has... Even though the story has these companions from the five, from Five's first season, this story is very much in the tone of the last season, where there was so much danger and death in spite of the Doctor's best efforts. I think this one is the best installment of Prisoners of Time we've had so far. Smoke and Mirrors. One thing that happened a lot to, in the Doctor in the Fifth Doctor's era is that there were so many companions that the writers often had to have one get captured or taken out of the story in some way. But this story is interesting in that the doctor, that it's the doctor that gets taken prisoner. In this case, locked in a box and dropped in the ocean. And the companions have to fight the bad guys. Also, no matter how many times Nyssa and Adric show that they're smarter than Tegan as far as science and math go, they don't know about things like tigers and carnivals and Harry Houdini, so it's kind of a switch to have Tegan know things that Nyssa and Adric don't, at least as long as they're in Earth's history, She'll know more than they do. This was a pretty good story. Not the best, but enjoyable anyway. The Fifth Doctor Revisited. I was a little worried about this Revisited special, since the ones for 3 and 4 were a little lacking, but Five's Revisited special turned out really good. It helps, I guess, when you actually talk, talk about all the companions and you get to interview everyone who's still around. Won't lie, I was surprised that Matthew Waterhouse came in for this one. Even Nicola O'Brien got to talk about the Fifth Doctor, which I thought was really nice considering they won't talk about Perry until the Sixth Doctor special. I was also glad that they gave Nisa a good uh, selection of time because she's the one that often gets overlooked. In the section about Tegan, they talked about how she was always bugging the Doctor about getting home, and I laughed at one comment that the guy made about thinking, why would you trade traveling in the TARDIS for getting back to work? Adric got a big chunk of time in the special, which is expected since they're showing Earthshock afterwards, but I was glad that they spend time on Turlo because he really he's really fun and one of my favorites. I'm not as fun as Adric as I sometimes feel I should be. And the section on the villains was pretty good, even though they only talked about two, but the fifth doctor uh, has the same issue that the fourth doctor has, that they're were a lot of one-off villains, and it's hard to narrow it down to which ones to talk about. Obviously, you talk about the Cybermen, since you're showing Earthshock, and obviously you talk about the Master, since he's probably the most reoccurring villain for five. Everyone had really good things to say about the Fifth Doctor, which made me happy, uh, since I agree with all of them. All in all, I thought the whole thing was a really good assessment of the Fifth Doctor's era, and a good, and a dote, Oh, and does a good job of putting this time into context for classic Who newbies. Also, Stephen Moffat's comment about Doctor Who actually pulling off a surprise with Earthshock and how that never happens these days was pretty funny. It's nice to see him have fun with these specials. That's it from me. Hope everyone out there had a nice Father's Day. Until next time, Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. Thanks, Chrissy. We'll share our thoughts on all of those things shortly. But first, Holly. She says, number 129, Fifth Doctor Smoke and Mirrors. Hey guys, loved your last podcast. The feedback jingle was fantastic. 
Brenda, I hope you have a fantastic trip to London and Cardiff, and looking forward to seeing the pictures. Speaking of Classic Who and some of the DVDs going out of print, I do want I do know that iTunes does have a selection of the classic stories. They're not too badly priced. Planet of Fire is in there along with Ghostlight. I just wanted to toss that out there as another option. I know the only downside is you don't get any bonus material that you would get from the DVD. On to the review. But they are cheaper. They are cheaper. <laughs> they are cheaper. So in a pinch, you could get I them on get iTunes. I story for five bucks, I think. And that will let you know if you're not a completionist. Let you know if you really want the DVD on yeah, your that's shelf. That's true. That's a good point. Why haven't I been doing this? I don't know. Why haven't you? You don't like you iTunes. You don't like iTunes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, on yeah, to but the... for that price, I mean, for what it cost me to pick up, you know, some of the Pertwee Seven Parters, I'd add the whole series at this point. <laughs> well, there's a lot of Pertwee on there. I can't remember what else on there, but yeah, there's not. I'm, I mean, there's not a whole without lot of an these Apple stories, TV. It's there's... hard to stream to your TV. Yeah, that's true. Well, on it. That's next on my Christmas list. You can stream to the Xbox, though, can't you? With an Apple? Not from an Apple. Oh, not from a Mac. You no. A Mac. <laughs> Mac and Xbox are like. <laughs> Yeah. See, if, 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 with my PC, I could stream to my PlayStation. Well, that, my my PC streamed to my yeah. Uh, of course, Microsoft. The Microsoft well, there. Microsoft. <laughs> that's not surprising. That would be why. <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's an AAC file though. It's a proprietary. It doesn't matter. Apple file. Yeah, Mac and. But I remember I did have to download a, a codec on the Xbox. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, she continues with. This was quite the interesting audio. We get to find out how the Doctor met Houdini and some of his backstory. But I was rather surprised that we got an appearance of the Master in this audio story. I know he and Five had a few face-offs before, but to be honest, I was actually expecting the Master to show up in the third Doctor audio. Not that I'm complaining that he showed up here. I was wondering when this audio line started, when this audio line started if the Master was going to be making an appearance at all. I loved how Eleven popped up and started ribbing Five, along with tr- with not trying to tell him too much and who was behind what was going on. It was nice to have a story with Nissa, Tegan, and Adric. We even get a mention of Joe in passing. You feel kind of sorry for, for Houdini and him being swayed by the Master. I'll wrap this up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on this episode. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Well, where would you gents like to start? Well, we have the revisited special, we have the comic book, and we have smoke and mirrors. Well, let's do revisited list last, certainly. We'll do revisited last. Well, let's start certainly. with smoke and mirrors. Let's start with smoke and mirrors. Okay. The doctor answers a psionic distress call being sent from England in the 1920s. There, in the environs of a fairground, he is reunited with an old friend, Harry Houdini. To Adric and Nyssa, the name means very little, but to the Doctor's companion, Tegan, he is a legend. Escape artist extraordinaire, Houdini's reputation will last for decades. That's it? That's the short Wikipedia version. Huh. Dun, dun, dun. You like smoke and mirrors? I like smoke and mirrors. You didn't? I didn't hate it, but <laughs> it's probably just slightly better than the third Doctor one, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Um, I thought they had the wrong companion reading this. I didn't really enjoy it. Um, although I was glad she's able to do it, I didn't enjoy uh, Janet Field and Fielding's reading of it. I was I was impressed when she dropped from between the narration 
And when she actually went into Tegan, I could tell the difference in her voice, which I was impressed by. Uh, yeah, slightly, but not as much. That's that was my problem. And I, I don't think she had the the doctor nailed down as well. As I thought she, she had Adric pretty good though. Adric was okay. I, I, I could uh, hear Adric. And when I thought she, spoke. she had Nisa okay. I just I. I wasn't very impressed with this story either because it, it, it seems like we bring Harry Houdini in, who's this famous historic character, and then he's very underused. He really just becomes sort of a, a mesmerized henchman in in the whole scheme of everything. And so I didn't like that so much. We get a lot of um, we got a lot of interesting comments about the the adventures they've had in the past, or, or they've. They've met Houdini in the past, but unfortunately, it's a lot of the stuff that's just kind of made up and thrown in there because there are no adventures in the past, with the exception of one novel that, that talks about Harry Houdini. But it was nice for and the a name, graphic novel. It was nice for the name drops. Uh, well, that's what I'm talking about is the graphic novel. Oh, there's a eighth Doctor story, The Great Escape that he was. Oh, I forgot about. Yeah, that's right. They, it's, it's, you're talking it's, about Houdini and the space cuckoos. Yeah, that's the one that I'm talking about. But yeah, briefly. Um, the space cuckoos, 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 like cuckoo bird, cuckoos. Ah, space cuckoos. Got it. Yeah. Um, so the character's very underused. I do like the the name drops with Joe and 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 the third Doctor and and back to Hartnell's era as well. Um, but I I liked what Chrissy pointed out the fact that it kind of balances Tegan a little bit because while you do have Adric and Nisa who are always very smart and intellectual on, on it, certain it, things, it gives her a bit more purpose. It does in the give story. her more purpose to be in her elements on Earth <laughs> and and being able to work it out. But then on the flip side of that, we've got this weird, like master, halfway coming back from the interdimensional uh, uh, prison that he's in. Speaking and, of which, there seem to be more spoilers for this than and, there was in that other story we listened to. I've given up for Trocken. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there certainly was. And <laughs> watch the re- as, as I watched the revisited special, I went, "Gay." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the revisited special kind of gave up a lot of stuff as well. It's a good thing you're not going to be allowed to watch the six doctor revisited until we, until we finish the trial of the Time Lord. So I like that the master shows up in this, but. That's another character that it's it's not really strong. It's not fleshed out well enough because he's still somewhat disconnected from being able to be the powerful master that he really needs to be. It's, he's he's in a weakened state because he's still, ha- you know, he's using this uh, the orb. I can't remember what they called the, that. To, to you know the orb sphere. Was it called the orb sphere? I couldn't remember for sure. It was a palinth or whatever it was from Lord of the Rings. And, yeah, and uh, you know, in order to Ovid sphere, I'm sorry. kind of. have a somewhat quasi-presence here as a ghost <laughs> um, and control things, you know, and, and kind of set things in motion. But it just, I don't know, the story was just kind of dry. It was just kind of there. There wasn't a lot going on. The Doctor's taken out of the action, which was an interesting twist. It was an interesting look at at uh, 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 putting the things in, in, into the companion's hands. It was very much in line with Babel Sphere when they pulled the Doctor out and he was captured and Ramana kind of had to... That's true. That's yeah. very true. ...team up with the old ladies to rescue him. Um, but that was interesting. <laughs> Running around a circus from away from tigers and leopards and then suddenly, you know, zombified carnies was just... There was 
it was, creepy. It was too much of it. It was a little. This one, this one certainly had more of a creep factor. I thought to it. This one had more of a. I was on edge when the tiger was, you know, trying to climb up and get Adric, and when they think that, you know, okay, well, Adric's run off and, and distracted the tiger, and so now Tegan and Nisa can escape, and then suddenly now there's a leopard, and then so that that was there, there were a lot of those like, ooh, how, you know, what's going to happen next moments, but it wasn't enough to to really grabbed me story-wise because there wasn't a lot of story going on in this so um like i say it was it was an average story it wasn't it wasn't horrible i didn't hate it but it it's not definitely it's far from being one of my favorites of the of these series so far and plus we just came off i mean um, that's another thing we just came off of babel spare which was was really good and so it set the bar very high in my opinion and that's probably why it, if I could have given it more time in between, maybe I would have appreciated it more. But See, I think I think the weak point for me on the story is the master. I was I was all on board. Oh, they're at the fairground with Harry Houdini. Oh, Harry just knocked the doctor out. What's going on? Oh. And then we get oh, it's it's just the master up to the same old tricks again. Okay, and then I lost interest. And I knew everything was going to be okay. It kind of was a typical master story. It was. It. It, yeah. I, it it had so much potential if they didn't include the master in it, I think. Yeah. And that's that's where it fell down for me. And there's a lot of great character moments in this entire thing between the Doctor and Harry and then with all the companions. It's There's, there's a lot of great stuff, but it's just it didn't live up to its potential. Wow, the guy reading for Harry was horrible. <laughs> he was so dry and one-dimensional and, oh, I just... I couldn't get into the character because the guy was... Terrible. He was not. You, a very you know good who would have made a really good Houdini? John Barman. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. He would have been really good. Um, I think I liked this for all the reasons that you didn't. Quite honestly, you uh, liked the master. I, I liked the fact that when the because I didn't know the master was in it until he. You know, I kept kind of kept thinking if you're going to do a fifth Doctor story and he wasn't in the third Doctor story, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do a master in the fifth Doctor, and then he showed up. But I like the fact that the, the normal template for a fifth Doctor master story is that we stumble across it, the plot is already in motion, things are going, and then all of a sudden the master's there, and you find out that he's the one behind all of this, and he's going to do X, which will cause Y, resulting in Z. And, and that's okay, what happens. And that's what happens. Yeah. And at the last minute, we, we, we resolve that. This was very much not the typical master story because he wasn't there in full force, because he was still trapped in this whatever dimension and only could talk through mirrors and kind of influencing people through mind control and whatnot. And it happened early enough in the plot that the doctor's able to foil him before everything really gets rolling, which I thought was kind of an interesting twist on it. Normally it goes right down to the wire before aha, I figured the plot out and we're going to stop you. See, and I guess that's... And this time it was like, you're not even going to get out of the glass. <laughs> I, I guess that's part of why I had a problem with it. It was, as soon as they, I realized, oh, he's trapped in the mirror, easiest thing to get rid of him is break the mirror. And that's what they did. And then he did this orb thing to make sure he couldn't, to, to deactivate so he couldn't come... Right. To, to, to use the same device Materialize again. completely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, that part of it I think just happened late enough that... I liked the fact that Janet Fielding was reading it. Uh, I, I thought she did a good job with, uh, you know, better with some than others. Uh, I loved the idea that what, one of the things that I've complained about, specifically in audio with Fifth Doctor, is that we get so many historicals. But this one, for whatever reason, really seemed to work. That 
the fact that it, and I, I have a thing for Houdini, so maybe that glossed over <laughs> a lot of it. But uh, I, I like the fact that Tegan rose to the challenge of that, that she's very much her normal, I don't want to be here, I thought we were going to do this, you can get us to a fair, but you can't get us back to Heath. Oh, wait, Houdini's the, here? The, here's the problem, Sean. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's interested. She, I, I like she that. She rises to the challenge, but she still does nothing. The only thing that she does is, is the only smart thing that Tegan does is she recognizes that she can't break the mirror while Adric's being uh, held by the master and so she breaks the light, which I thought was genius. I love yeah. that. Because I all, all the way up until that point, I thought she was going to break that mirror. And I thought, what what is that going to mean for, does that break the spell or is that going to, you know. See, I just assumed it would break and the so, spell. Well, but then they kind of allude to the fact just before she does it that she doesn't know what it's going to do to Adric, and, right? And, and so, so I was yeah. that got me concerned. And then when she breaks the the light, actually, it's Adric concerned as what it's going to do. But um, yeah, but then when she breaks the light, that, that was that was very clever. But that that's it. That's the extent of her heroics because well, then she saved them from the animals, at least by by having the knowledge that this is what this is and this is not what this just, one is. No, she just told them they, what they, they were. They, they, they quickly would have figured out. Adric what they were. actually is the hero there initially the first time because he. Distracts the tiger, and which was get, cool because we don't get many yeah. Adric heroic. Moments. But then they have to run from the, coo- the uh, leopard. Leopard, which they do, they just continue to run from the thing and get away. And then, in and the then they circle of, back. And, well, it's just in, in the course of escaping from the leopard, then they're caught by the carnies. I mean, it, it, but that, that that's a Doctor Who thing, though. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I agree with that. But I can't, I can't defend the Tegan character in this as being rising above anything because while it was nice for her to be in her own element and the little rescue of Adric beyond that, it's still, even though the doctor's out of it for most of the time, it's still the doctor that solves the, the mystery or, or, or fixes the problem, which it, it should be because it, right. it's, it is doctor who it's not Tegan. I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think it changed. It, but, she, she was very true to her character of what we've seen on screen right. the entire time. She just had a bit more knowledge of a few things. Right. No, that's no, all, I'm not, that's I'm not saying that. Because if, if, if obviously if it had changed, then I wouldn't have liked it because, well, you changed her character yeah. you know, fundamentally. But I, I, I like I think how, she had more to do in Enlightenment than, or uh, Ark of Infinity than she, anything. I think that's kind of her shining moment as far as a companion. Really? Oh, yeah. That. Hmm. But I, I, I thought I thought everybody was given relatively equal screen time, if you will. I mean, Adric had something to do. Tegan had something to do. Nissa was a little shortchanged because we, we as, as is also par for the is. well, as is also <laughs> par for the course is okay. We're bringing in this guest star. We've got Houdini. One of you is going to have to not do much. So Nissa right. kind of was the one that was elected in this case to right. do it. I thought the atmosphere was great, um, running around the carnival and the carnies and, and, and all that was, was was really cool. And I liked Houdini. Now, I didn't like his portrayal of Houdini, per se, um, because I, I agree with you. I think the guy was a little flat and, you know, he, he came across in some scenes as like he was going to go this direction with Houdini and then yeah. never really got there. I would agree with that. Um, but I, I, I think Houdini in particular... Who's a fascinating guy? Um, for all of the time that he spent escaping out of trunks and doing magic tricks and illusions, Houdini as a person very much disdained the occult. He didn't believe in it. He thought it was a load of bunk, and and, and spent most of his life trying to to disprove and you know. I really I really like that involvement. Uh, uh. 
of the story that, that how they brought that into and bringing and bringing the doctor into that that, yeah. that that I really appreciate it because it's not a ghost story. It's yes, there is a scientific basis for all this stuff, and I can prove it and everything like that. But I can also see, and the reason for that is because he was very close to his mother, whom he lost at an early age, and so that constant quest to try and find somebody that maybe did have an in on it, but instead he keeps being disappointed by disproving everything along the line. I think the master is the perfect foil to come in and say, oh, yeah, I can help you with that. I can prove that this is this and that is that. And all you have to do is blah, blah, blah. I I can see Houdini falling for that. See, I guess I just have a higher view of Houdini that he wouldn't fall for that. He hasn't fallen for any of these other things. Why would he fall for that? And the other thing because this, it was done through technology. Well, the other and that's thing why I think this, it worked. The other thing that this story does is it it, it establishes this, and it, it's almost to make an excuse for why Houdini does what he does. But it almost makes Houdini like he, he's jealous of the doctor because the doctor's so guarded with his secrets and so guarded with you know what he won't tell Houdini. And Houdini almost comes across greedy. As you know, you oh, won't, you show won't me tell your, me the future. Yeah, you won't tell yeah. me the future. You won't show me your TARDIS. You won't, you know, all these things, which rightfully <laughs> the doctor didn't do. I mean, yeah. was, it, and you know why he doesn't. But he's portrayed in such a way that actually, when he puts him in the trunk and throws him in the thing, I thought, I, I, I almost thought, well, I should have expected that. But I think the other thing that bothered me a little bit about this story, and I don't have a problem with the fact that the master's in it, but we've done four stories now with original, unique villains with. No ties to the past of Doctor Who. They've, they've they've come up with these grand, you know, great ideas, and then suddenly in in, in five we decide we're going to throw the Master in there. I just I would have liked to have seen another original uh, villain in this as well, and so that kind of kept true. my I mean, excitement just, about it once I found out that the Master was just the from villain. the standpoint that we haven't had a Dalek or a Cyberman story or, yeah, or, exactly. or something like that, which. I mean, nobody better than the Fifth Doctor to come up and against the master again because he was most frequently uh and davis is there but isn't he in pertwee's more than davis no 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 oh, gosh, master no. no there's more five doctor story master stories in there well there's probably almost as many but probably the, ra- there, there the, are, there the ratio is more. probably yeah. higher yeah there's more in are we talking uh, story arcs or actual episodes <laughs> well a lot of the masters are six partners in Pertwee's era. Well, yeah, yeah no, talking about talking about stories. I don't know. I just I, I enjoyed the take on it, and I thought it was good. There were, there were things that I still had problems with. I agree with you. I, I think, like I said, I, I think I, I I liked the idea that Houdini of all people would be. Well, how come you won't show me your magic box? Because he's constantly wanting to disprove this, even though yeah. he's been told and he has enough experience with the Doctor to know that it's technology. Okay, but then why can't you show it to me? I, I kind of liked that 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 greedy, envious, because I, I, again I think that very much would fit in with his character that he's so much on this quest to learn everything that he can about everything that he can. That's kind of the ultimate, you know. Come on, bring it on. Just for the same reason that Eleventh Doctor and his um, relationship with Churchill, you know, oh come on, give me the TARDIS. I could dis- you know, I could reverse engineer that and we'd win this. And Matt Smith's just like ah ah ah. Not today. I mean, I just I, I thought it worked. At least it but, comes across though as there's there's still a lot of respect from Churchill, even though there's well, and I blame that on the on the actor. Yeah, I, I think and, had and, his portrayal yeah, of Houdini done, you know, I, I, knew, I, knew I knew where they were. I knew I knew where I thought they were wanting to go with it because I know Houdini. 
but the portrayal didn't quite get there. So I, I can totally see that. But it, I mean, it was an enjoyable story. I disagree with Chrissy. I don't think it was nearly as good as either Babblesphere or uh, what was the second Doctor one. But again, we we established shadows, wasn't it? Shadows of yeah. death. No, that's we established that the enjoyment of the second Doctor really pretty much hinged completely on Fraser Hines. Yeah, yeah. From a story standpoint, I still think Babblesphere is probably the the the, the yeah. best of the bunch. Um, but I would put this one, you know, much higher than the third Doctor one. I really didn't like that one, but that's just me. All right, well, let's move on to the comic book then. Prisoners, Prisoners of, of Time, Time 5. I think I may have to agree with Chrissy on this one. I think this is my favorite of the comics so far. Really? I, I think it captured uh, Five's persona very well. We're getting to see the war between the... Or a battle yeah, between was, the Rotons. There were a lot of, were a lot of uh, geeky fanboy moments for me in this. Yeah. As far as... A little bit more exploration of what's, who the real big bad is. Well, not much, but just... You see more of him. Yeah. I completely... Well... Although, there there were parts of it near the end where I'm like, Really, Doctor? You're trying to save the Sontarans? I know, I, know, I know you value life above all else, regardless of what life it is, but how many people have these this troop alone slaughtered, likely? Hmm. Uh, just... I, and I, it, 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 I was really hoping to get a Strax... I thought that's where they were going. <laughs> when the guy showed up, and he, I, I thought for sure we're going to get the story. When Strax says, I'm serving penance for a former thing, and I was with the Dr. Ford, I thought, this is it! We're going to get <laughs> yeah. the Strax story! Yeah. And then we didn't get the Strax so. story. Do you notice they were kind of more old-style Sontarans anyways in their drawing and animation? Yeah, they were more classic who? Yeah. yeah. Style. I, I, that's I expect, what I meant. I expected that. Yeah. Um, you know... I the best thing about the story, Chrissy said that she thought the art was lackluster. It's the characterization like- of, of them is is not realistic, but I really enjoyed the style of I appreciate the style of art. I think it looks really, really neat. Um uh, this, is, this unfinished dotted eyes. You know, oh, that's a far off. Uh, well, yeah, but it's I, more of I, comic, I just, yeah, you know, well, that's just it. Comic, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not chastising it at all. It works here. It does because of the style of art that it is. And and, and uh, unlike know. a watercolor picture of of uh, Picard, yeah, yeah with, with dry eyebrows <laughs> on him, very yeah, draw the eyebrows. No, on. I, I, I liked the art in this. The one. It's it was not fantastic. Well, and it fits very much Here's with that thing youthful is, this five is, too. This with is, these little yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's it very, this is this is how you draw five. This, this is how you got to do it. Story is and by the way, the Rutan is not what I expected it to look like, but they totally went off of the description or what it looks like in uh, horror fang horror fang yeah. rock because they talk about it being a big giant green jellyfish. And so it just wasn't very I still, well realized yeah, in Horror well, Thing Rock. Exactly. Which, and I, but I don't I don't think that this is what I would have expected the Rutons to look like, well, although I'm fine with this visualization. Um, it's a little too anthropomorphized <laughs> for me. But, There's no um, face. But it's okay. Well, <laughs> it's still a little too much <laughs> unoriginal. But uh, but I was fine with that. My problem with this is it... it, and, and it there's a reason why they've done this, but it's a story that doesn't go anywhere. There's yeah. no real story here. 
there's I think that's the point there, I was trying to get with events it. Yeah. going on that the doctor and his companions find themselves in the middle of but there's no that the the struggle is a struggle that is going to continue there's nothing the doctor can do i do like the contrasting that is established with the santarans glad to go to their own death you know and considering that a victory and the doctors need to you know save them or 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 come up with an alternate solution than death i do appreciate that about the story but overall there's no story going on here but because I think this is a middle part to the entire overarching story, I think that it was necessary to further uh, to set up what's going to happen later. And this is where they decided to do it by giving us more of a recap with the actual villain at the beginning, and then yeah. you know having this kind of be the the middle establishing point of 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 what's happening here and to catch us up and and not leave us in the dark for too long so that you know we get we get bored with the overall story arc i agree it's it's on. funny because when i when i read it it very much felt like we've got this big prologue at the beginning with the villain and then the doctor almost got short shrifted because there's just not a whole lot of story well the, that big prologue is only two pages of, of the comic but because of the way the story structured that we're going to land, which I loved the this time to soak up some energy reference. Yeah, I thought that yeah, was that really was cool. Really nice. um, uh, but because of how the stories are structured with we're going to spend the first half over here at the Rutan camp, and then we're going to go over here to the Santarin camp, which is, you know, <laughs> Genesis of the Doll. We, we've done that before yeah, yeah, repeatedly yeah. throughout Although, history. I, I like the, the idea that, that, at least when I was reading this, that the Santarans actually are kind of the good guys. In comparison to the Rutans, just based off the dialogue in it, I thought that was a very cool exploration. It, it, it gave him a very again its perspective, but yes. yeah, yeah. Well, in this in this environment, it, in this environment, the the better of two evils you're, is the Santarans. Yeah, that's just it, and which makes the end of their story a little more heartbreaking yeah. and tragic. Which you kind of you kind of um, have. To have I wasn't. Way. When I first saw the aliens, and I, I kind of had a you moment. I was like, "Oh, they're just big jellyfish," and then it clicked, and I was like, oh, "Are you gonna? Are these?" Flip the page. Read, 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 read. Flip, read, read. There it is. There, yes, they're rutans. Yeah. Okay, you know. And I when I saw the big green jellyfish, my first suspect, I first suspected, "Oh, this must be the rutans." Yeah, no, I didn't. No. I, I was my, with you. I saw my that other too. problem with this really? is I, yeah. I have I had the, I've had the benefit of seeing uh, uh, Shakedown. As well, you guys haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, that and might... there's a there's a there's a Ruton realized in that as well. So, is it an anthropomorphized jellyfish? It's, it's more of a. It, they, they were kind of shapeshifters, though, weren't they? Yeah. So, did you look like Reuben, the lighthouse keeper? No. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the idea of them uh, generating electricity. I thought that was a cool, you know, yeah. jellyfish thing. Um, but with all of that, then when you get kind of through the story, and like you said, this nothing really happens. I mean, it's 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 all about the Santaran sacrifice and the fact that they're going to go be wiped out, and the idea that you made me feel for these guys through the Doctor's empathy, knowing that they're going to get wiped out. And then we get to the the, the end, and the the villain shows back up, and I was struck again with, wow, there really wasn't much story going on here. The Doctor kind of got, and it's like, no, he just the, the, you needed to have this installment to kind of shape up where things are going because yeah. we've gotten a little bit more of the villain in each one and so it a way it made sense but um any any thoughts on who this guy actually is i have no idea still no I have no idea 
I, I didn't. My, my theory last time that it was Adric who was coming and taking revenge on the doctor. I think maybe shot now that he's kidnapped himself. <laughs> Obviously, it could still be Adric further along in his own timeline, yeah. but. Which we is too actually bad, see I really, the guy now too, so I mean, it rules out a lot of things. Well, he's old enough that, and it doesn't quite. Because in one wearing, panel he looks like Captain Jack, in another panel he looks like William Hartnell. So yes, <laughs> I agree. And it, what he's wearing doesn't so much look like Cyberman outfit now, or Cyberman retrofitting. I do like he's using something similar to a Vortex manipulator. Yes, yeah. that's that really very cool. Kind of and this this uh, this vest that he's got on. It looks kind of like a, a, a Robots of Death. My, my new theory is that it's Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> He's confused. He Sounds heard he heard that. Doctor and thought it was Doc Brown. <laughs> and so... Does IDW have that licensing? No, but they should totally go after it. I, I, I would read Back to the Future comics all day, every day. I don't know. I enjoyed this one. I thought it was. I, I thought it was an enjoyable read. It, it's not. It's not as I good the as most the fun second Doctor one, one for me. Really, I, I still like the second I, I, Doctor I had, one better. I had a lot of fun reading it, but it was better than the. Uh, it was better than the third Doctor one we got. It indeed was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm looking forward to the turning point now to know where they're going with this, since we are, you know, essentially at the halfway mark. You know, if we're getting more and more, eight's going to get really shifted in the story. By the time we get, if, we, if we're getting more and more of the bad guy, by the time we get to eight's story, it's going to be like a page. <laughs> there was a crazy rumor uh, circulating that because uh, Daphne Ashbrook said something uh, on Facebook, and everybody flipped out and thought maybe they were actually going to include Grace in the comic book as the companion. They are. What? It's official, yeah. It's a real thing. IDW announced it. Really? Yeah. Grace is going to be the companion. Bonus. That's a real, yeah, it's a real thing. Well, I'm excited to read that Well, one. I am too, and they must have gotten around some of the uh, issues then that they had with uh, yeah. the litigation on it. So. Huh, terrific. So maybe because I'm, I'm, I'm double checking it, but I it s- might end up being my favorite in the series. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because it's offshoot media, it doesn't count. I don't, how do you? I, I don't. I don't know how that works. I would think that they would have been able to use Grace in novels and Big Finish and Big Finish, unless they they've never because they've never been big, able to use Big Finish either. That's my point. Is they? It's because of rights issues. They've never been able to use Grace in anything so far. Well, I'm double checking. Yay! Let me confirm. Hmm. Well, while he's looking that up, should we uh, move on to uh, Doctor Revisited? On a BBC America station, somewhere in a neighborhood that you don't get. Yeah, there's a documentary about uh, the Fifth uh, at Doctor. At least on TARDIS Wikia. After helping defeat the Master, the Doctor attempts to convince Grace Holloway to join him on his travels in this untold tale. And that's the description I saw elsewhere on various sites. So it's a master story. Thanks no, for spoiling I, I that. I think Keith. it's a post. It's a postmaster story. So he it's, take, a, it's he about t- a mailman. He takes. <laughs> Wait, say that again. You just you just read that the master comes to convince. After helping him to defeat the master, the doctor oh, attempts to convince Grace Holloway to join him <laughs> on his travels. So he goes and takes the master wherever. No, no, it's, it's right after Doctor Who the movie. 
the master yeah. was in Doctor Who the movie. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's right after that he goes and takes the master elsewhere. He doesn't take him. He doesn't take him anywhere. He's, he's digested in the, the bottles. Oh, yeah, right. He's right. gone. So it's a deleted scene from the movie. I don't know where it's going to be set before he takes off. Well, it ends with him taking off so and trying to convince her. He must come back and pick her back up, or tries to. Very easily could be one of those. <laughs> okay, I've changed my mind. I really think you should come with me. Well, it's not because we see after that he sits down and starts reading. But she the time could she could be exploring. That's why I say the deleted scene. She could be exploring the Tartar. She could be changing in the wardrobe, and he's set course and uh, is waiting for her to come. I'd be all right with that. Work. Works for me. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about Revisited. I have to agree with Chrissy. This is the best Revisited they've done so far. At least the most thorough and, and, the hit, most on the most, thorough, and yes. hit on the most points that I thought needed to be hit on on any one Doctor's era. Now, granted, they're only having to work with three years, but as opposed to Tom's you know, long tenure, and uh, I thought they did a fine job on... The third Doctor's tenure, even though that's only three years. But no, you didn't think they did a third job on it. We no, all I thought, thought they it was did an okay much... job, but uh, for being three years. But this one was really this. So was he was the really there for five, though. It was only three seasons, but well, it was that's, five that's what I meant, years. Seasons. That's what I meant. Seasons. Um, but this one just yeah, having everybody come back and do something, and like like Chrissy said, even talking to Nicola, and and not even. Because we can't at this point they can't talk about Perry because she really is a sixth Doctor companion. So, um, but having that and having that talked about, uh, David and Matthew are hardly in this one. Mm-hmm. But the things that they do lend to this are very poignant, and so they, it was like the perfect dote. Uh, Matt, uh, not Matt, uh, David, Stephen. Stephen and David. Okay. That's where we're did going. I say okay. Stephen and Matthew. You said Stephen and Matthew. No, you said yeah. No, you said, said David, David and Matthew. You said David and Matthew. David and Matt. Yeah, sorry, having David and Stephen in this. I say Matt Wilderhouse was made, better to buy it. He was in it too. And surprised uh, me. Being in, you know, just kind of injecting a little something in, and what they said was very important, but then they, they weren't they, there much. They were almost so. there as more of a transitional piece. Yeah, kind yeah. of, kind of. So, what makes this so, in my mind, so much better than all the rest of them? It's because they have everybody back to talk about it. Everybody is available to come and talk about their time on the show. And even if it's for four minutes that they get, that's just fantastic. It, it's what I, I think they've been, they were wanting to do with the other specials, but just couldn't get, didn't have the people to do it. And yeah. now they're actually getting to do it. And it makes me really look forward to sixes and seven and eights. And six won't be hard to do because there's only two companions. I, I wonder how they're going to fill out a half hour with six, actually. But oh, I, I think yeah, they'll do fine. You what think, I was actually think thinking, I think they'll talk it? about the controversies. I, oh, almost, that, I almost wonder if they won't. I, I, there's a part of me that, because the show very much is designed to be uh, a, a promo well, that's true. for it's the not Doctor. Really a, it's not you, behind the you scenes. Don't right. the whole, yeah, itself, you don't want to go into the whole... It's just about the Yeah, you don't want to go into the whole, yeah, BBC was trying to get us off the air, and this guy really hated our work. And <laughs> I mean, because that, yeah. that puts everybody in a bad light in a way that's now promoting the show. Yeah. So I, th- I think they'll stay away from that. Although I, it wouldn't but, surprise me if there's a, there a bit where Moffat talks about where... Po- yeah, because very politely Moffitt, saying... Moffitt he, he, has he, always colored what the attitude or the environment is like based on what was happening outside. Right. Yeah, he I has think always interjected those small things about that. He, he may but. come up with some very tactful way of saying 
due to external pressure or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. I, 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 he's he's going to say it tactfully. He's yeah. not going to come out and say what all fans know. But I don't know. It might make for a more interesting special if they just laid <laughs> yeah, it all yeah. out there. But um, no, I, this one I thought was really, really good. And uh, kind of like what with Keith said is the fact that they did get everybody to come back and talk on it, which unfortunately really sours me on the third Doctor one. Because you didn't have Katie Manning. And that that is in I'm it's inexcusable. I mean, if they're past, I get it. I understand why they're not there. <laughs> you have somebody. Uh, well, maybe her availability didn't work. Okay, reshoot the schedule or shoot her stuff at another time. You still get her be part of that. It just it just really really cheapened, you know, that that whole segment. Um, but I th- I thought they did a, a good job with um, the, the the documentary portion of it, the the team TARDIS portion of it. I think it's interesting that it's backwards. We always refer to it as Team TARDIS. They say TARDIS And they team. say TARDIS team. It threw me. I realized it today when I watched well, it's it. It's because Team TARDIS is Amy, Rory, and uh, River. And TARDIS team is... Uh, team uh, TARDIS is whoever's is with Patrick. him at the time, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's why I say that, because that's, that, that, that's where Team TARDIS comes from. Is a lot of people really? referred to the trio with the Doctor... In the new series, as Team Tardis. See, I've always I always called the Fifth Doctor's era was Team Tardis. Yeah. Because instead of the companion, it's a team. <laughs> it's, it is a team. You, know a gang found, you got a lot of people. You know what I find interesting is, it's the Doctor and his companions, the Doctor and his companions. But every time a companion refers to it's the assistant, it, the companions they refer to them as the assistant. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that today too. So strange. It's like. <laughs> And that's what an assistant should do. Because I think companion in some people's mind, especially in American minds, is more of a like a a sexual or a uh, relationship, you know, reference. A companion is somebody that's a little more than just an assistant or a friend. The doctor and his life partner. (laughs) So maybe that's why they always go to assistant. But no, I I, I thought this was. But that was another thing when I was at Galley. A lot of the. "Quote unquote yeah. companion actors that I talked to there, even in the older you know shows like uh, Vic, uh, Victoria um, Deborah Watling said assistant at one point, and uh, Mark Strickson said assistant at one time, and um, P- uh, Peter uh, Purvis Purvis yeah said assistant at one time in one of his well when I was actually talking to him now uh, so, Martha she said companion." In, in her interview, I couldn't remember, but I think you're right. I think I think I, don't, I wonder if that's a transitional thing because I think as fans we've always called them companions, yeah, even back in the day. I mean, that's always been. Well, there's always been subtle references in them saying companion instead of assistant. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's kind of strange that it, maybe there, maybe there's a movement to try and get it changed. Maybe that's a new thing. No, I don't think so. Don't think so. I, no, I think it was just that one, maybe that was Trekkies the, upset maybe being called Trekkies was now. Not used on the set back in the day, it was always assistant, but but companion became something that the fans put on there. So they're they're still used to calling them assistants because that's what it was in, in the production. But it's companions because that's what has become in the mythos. Hmm. Well, and especially when you get to Liz's portion, she really is more of an assistant than a companion. That's true, Liz. Uh, yeah, but she'd fight that shot. definition every way. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> she would. She would be very much. And, and Joe, am, for the first part of it, Joe, was an assistant. Yeah, now, Joe was very much and an assistant. And then she became an a companion. But anyway. So I, <laughs> we digress. Yeah, I do. Um, I thought they might go into a little bit more on the villain side of thing. I was kind of surprised that they stuck 
not not necessarily that they stuck because they had such a large team TARDIS to talk about that they that, you know we talked oh, about Cyberman yeah. we talked about the Master. I thought maybe they would have dabbled just a little bit on the idea that while Chrissy's right, there's a lot of one-off villains, but a lot of them are returning villains. I, I think the Fifth Doctor sees a lot of. I mean, we get Omega, we get um, you know Cyberman, we get Daleks, we get the Master, obviously returning and returning and returning. <laughs> Um, so a lot of his villains, I thought, were kind of recycled. And I know that there's specifically one season that John Nathan Turner specifically said, this is what I want to do. Every villain this season is going to be somebody for that the comes back for the it? anniversary year. But uh, they didn't touch on that. And I was surprised that they didn't touch at all on the the, uh, the 20th, that they didn't talk about the five doctors. I thought there would have been at least a mention that this was a you know a banner year and a banner time for right. The show, blah blah blah, but they didn't. They didn't go there. Other than that, I mean, I'm not complaining. I still thought it was. I agree with you guys. It was in, in, you know, in certainly minutes, one of the best ones. Other than yeah. the clips from the Five Doctors, yeah, they showed about the Cybermen. They, yeah, they showed <laughs> the, master, the Master jumping across the board, and then they showed the yeah, the Cybermen lumbering. But um, wasn't there also a reference to a Rassen robot in it? Did somebody mentioned. Remember, it? I thought there was. Robot. Maybe I'm missing. Maybe I'm remembering wrong. I'm ready to watch the Five Doctors again. But yeah, no, I definitely thought this was uh, one of the better ones that they've done, and I agree with you guys. It made me. I was kind of expecting them to mention the Mirko, <laughs> just because when there was a point where Doctor Who effects fans said it reached its worst and showed the Mirko. I, I expected something like that, and was a little surprised. Wasn't there? Wasn't there a clip from Warriors of the Deep that didn't sure have a marker in it, but it was like, because I recognized it, I went, oh, I wonder if they're going to, and then they went and did not talk. They went over here because I was, yeah, I was like, bring on the marker! Uh, I think they showed a sea devil. I don't think they showed a sea devil. You don't think that was that? I don't remember anything. I don't, I don't remember that. I just remember a clip of him in a hallway and went, oh, I think that's Warriors of the Deep. I wonder if they're going to, nope, nope, they didn't. <laughs> no, there's, there is the clip of Tegan when she's hiding up against the wall, but they don't, they didn't go she she kind of ducks into the little like alcove, and then uh, two Silurians walk by. But you don't see maybe the, you see her duck into the alcove, and then they cut away, and you don't see. The maybe Silurians. subconsciously we were already editing and going, yeah, this is where this happens. Could be. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, an enjoyable one. I thought it was among the best of the the Doctor Who revisited, and I think it's really wet my appetite for six. I concur. Well, Sean, what's coming up next on the schedule? Well, next week, Friday Night Who, we are going to finish Inferno. Uh, we watched the first four parts of it. Where were you, by the way? I wasn't feeling well. So. Oh. Back was hurting again. So. Okay, that's acceptable. And you? I was in <laughs> Virginia. Oh, yeah, you were. You were wasn't Virginia. in Maryland yet. Well, we're gonna, <laughs> now, do you, need to, do you need to borrow it to get caught up? Or? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, we're going to finish it. We're going to watch uh, uh, 5, 6, and 7, which, um, wow, I had not seen Inferno. I'll be honest. I, I know it's one of those that I know how it ends, but I never w- watched it. I never sat down and watched it. And I am all, I was ready, despite the fact that it's a seven-parter. There's only one part in the first half of this where I felt like it was dragging. I was ready to keep going, really? even though mm-hmm. I had to get up early the next day. And I've and never seen all of it, but I've seen parts of it and I remember the parts that I have seen I, I remember enjoying a lot yeah it was, it's, it's, a, I, I it's a good one the, I picked up the special edition so oh I, did you yeah, cool. this week so I've, I've got a copy of it so. uh, and then our show next week for the big 130th it's an anniversary of magnitude proportions <laughs> 
Or not. <laughs> or not. Uh, we're going to talk uh, Inferno, which uh, we'll be reviewing it, and then we'll also have our actual discussion of the 50th, uh, the 50th anniversary era of uh, The Fifth Doctor. And uh, we'll be voting for what his uh, episode is the most iconic. There's still time to vote in the poll on Facebook, which I wisely pinned to the top of the page now to make it a little easier to find. Although right oh, now it's a that? landslide. Um, Black Orchid. Yes. Black Orchid is the most iconic Fifth Doctor. That, that was my vote. Holoquin outfit just really, really does it. Uh, you've got a little bit of respite then on homework because there's nothing uh, just finishing Inferno. The following week, we jump back to Hartnell's era with the Ark. And then we're doing, uh, for the show 131, we're doing the Ark and Ish, which I think you had complained about because we had it on the schedule at one point and we bumped it and you'd already listened to it. Well, now we're finally going to talk about it. Actually, I I had listened to most of it. I think it was two-thirds of the way through it. That was another thing I did this weekend, or actually Friday morning when I was uh, mowing. I went ahead and finished Ish, so I'm done with Ish now, so. That's a great idea. Uh, uh, mowing? Mowing, yeah. That would, that was. I do. I listen to a lot of these things when I do yard work. I'm halfway through the Sixth Doctor. Uh, Destiny of the Doctor. Destiny of the Doctor. Of the Doctor? Yeah, now, by now as well. So. Hmm. Cool. Uh, and then uh, in July, it's all uh, all Trial of the Time Lord, which I got Yay. in the mail. Ooh. I'm so excited. So that's where we're at. Terrific. All right, well, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Really? You're just going to be seeing you? Be seeing you. I'm kind of down. Still tired. Look tired. I'm ready to go to bed. I am. I thought we were going somewhere witty with this, but apparently not. Nope. It's too tired. Yeah. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.